In our minds, we want to do hard things. That can be everything from I should do my laundry to God's calling me to do this. It is at the micro and the macro parts of life. And I think this is a, a message that is really important for, I think for me, but also for the people of Keystone. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give you insight, wisdom, and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. I'm Randy Woodbury, Executive Pastor here at Keystone. And I'm Brent Minter, Lead Pastor at Keystone. And brother, before we get started today, we're going to do what every normal podcast, anything, any medium does. We're going to ask some requests today. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to be blatant about it because we're not ashamed. We're going to ask. And so, Kiso family, as you listen to the podcast, one, thank you for the feedback. We've gotten some great feedback, both directly and indirectly through Connection Groups. Very helpful to us. But a couple things we ask specifically of you. If possible, please subscribe to the podcast. That is so helpful. Wherever, however you listen, whatever platform, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the best part is you will get notified when a new episode comes out which we're primarily, I don't know if I want to record this, but we're primarily targeting every other week, so it's a good chance for us. Yeah, we've done it. At least we've sustained it all year long, which we have a really clear path to do that. And so that's the first ask. Second ask, very blatantly, leave a review. We would love that. It makes it easier for people to find the podcast when searching, and you don't need to write anything long. If you'd like to, we would love to read it, but just click how many stars, five, and... (laughs) And then, you know, that will be very helpful to us as we continue to grow the audience for this to help it be much, much more accessible to people and as productive as possible. Yeah, it's so funny. You listen to this on every podcast and you're like, shut up and get to the content. But <laughs> here we are. So let's shut up and get to the content. But I think those really are important. Let, get the get every episode coming to you. There you go. So the content today, a uh, great reminder, is Brent and I recently had an experience in real life that so clearly pointed to a biblical teaching that uh, Brent thought this would be a great encouragement to our people today. And it's involving this concept of enduring and pressing on when it gets hard. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, thank you so much. That's exactly the topic we went through Hebrews 12 yesterday in the sermon as we're getting to the end of our time in Hebrews. Yeah. And just as a reminder for those, you know, people are in and out, we get it, but Hebrews 12, one through two, here's what it says. Therefore, Since we have also such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Brian, those are great words for us today. Yeah, I mean, I this is like one of those passages that you should memorize in your life. That's like right. Just a, a hallmark of a passage. And the reason I think it's really important for us to press into that, because for most of, for me personally, and for most of the people listening, in our minds, we want to do hard things. Yeah, easy things. No one, that's... Oh, yeah, everyone that. would just say, oh, yeah, yeah, you should do hard things. But the reality of life is is that often it's like, do hard things or sit and scroll on my phone. Most of us choose scrolling. If it's do something really hard or stream a show, we're going to stream a show. And that can be everything from I should do my laundry right, to uh, God's calling me to do this. It is at the micro and the macro parts of life. And I think this is a, a message 
that is really important for, I think for me, but also for the people of Keystone. I think it is. And it's hysterical every time I'm at one of those points of something hard that magically in my mind, something to organize comes to mind that had absolutely nothing to do with the task at hand, but I know how to organize. I know how to do it quickly, and that's where I go. Brother, I'm legitimately ADHD, so I, there is not a something hard <laughs> that I cannot distract myself with something with it for sure. Now, before we get into our, we have a specific story in mind that, that's that's pretty funny. But before we get to that story of endurance and perseverance, um, can you provide us a little bit of background because this is also in an area, maybe even a genre that you're very familiar with. Yeah. So. Uh, this is super helpful, like before we tell the story, because the punchline of the story, you got to have this background. If you walk into my office today, you're going to see a ridiculously large picture. Physically looking at it right now. Yeah, a, a ridiculously large picture of a buffalo. And that might not mean a lot to people. For me, there's multiple levels. The first one is this, is that I grew up in Oklahoma, a lot of Native American history, realities there. Um, I love that background. Um, growing up, I would see buffalo, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Number two is my undergraduate mascot is a bison, a buffalo. Oh, I totally forgot that. Yeah, so uh, I've always loved it. And then later on in life, so those are kind of genesis of where I come from, but then later on in life, I was reading a book and heard a story that uh, that's very unique to buffalo. Um, and this is the story. The story is this, is that um, buffalo... Um, being a range animal the way that they were in the U.S., um, that they're the only known animal. And again, I'm not a biologist, <laughs> I, but I, I'm just telling you what I've read, is that they're one of the only animals that when they see a storm coming on the horizon mm -hmm. of the plains, that they're actually the animal that doesn't turn and try to escape the storm. What they do as a herd is they turn towards the storm and they run through it. The idea is, is that they have learned as an animal, as a species, that the quickest way to get out of this storm is to run straight through it because if you run through it, it's going to be less time. And right. So that's actually become a metaphor in my life. Mm. Um, if you've been a longtime Keystoner, I used that sermon illustration years and years and years ago. Right. Um, but there's this concept of sometimes when we get scared, um, we see the storm on the horizon, we need to not run away from the storm, but press into it. And so uh, if you look at my picture of a bison or a buffalo on my wall, there's a little patch on the side that says, into the storm. That's right. And so that's become a phrase of mine, uh, into the storm. I have a shirt that says, into the storm. Mm -hmm. I have a hat that says, into the storm. And for me, that's a reality of like, when God's called me, and there's a storm in life, and listen, there really are storms in life that we should press into it. Right. So into the storm, that's my buffalo story. I'm sticking to it. And it's a great, great metaphor that and I am not an animal person, and so when I first saw the buffalo on the wall, I had no idea what it meant. And it's actually, I, I hate to admit this to you, I've come to grow to like the buffalo. I love it. Because I understand it, and it makes sense. And there's, it's interesting because there's, a, there's some connection to the psychological aspect of when you're in a dangerous situation, fight, flee, freeze. And there's, there's a couple options we can do in that situation. The way the buffalo are wired is to plow through it. Yeah. And we came up to a recent story, yeah. and it's, it was does a buffalo. Our lives weren't really in danger, although we'll get to why my driving might make that so. <laughs> but what happened that brought this so f forefront to our mind recently? Yeah, so uh, Randy and I are both elders, along with Steve Michelson. 
uh, are all three elders uh, at not only Keystone, but also at Salt Church. And so... Our plant in, uh, in yes. Illinois State. Thank you, Randy. Our church plant in, uh, Illinois, in Illinois State, Bloomington Normal, Illinois. So we had gone to spend a Sunday with them, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we had a meeting Sunday night. So we spent the night in Bloomington Normal, and our job is to get up in the morning and to get back home. So any any step with that requires a stop at Starbucks. We took care of amen that. Amen and amen. So we stopped at Starbucks. We get on the road. And the second we get on the road, boom, we're just hit with massive rainstorms. And it's that kind of storm where, I mean, you've all driven in storms, but this is where it's sheets coming down and you can't physically see much in front of your car. And you're on an interstate that you're supposed to be going 70. So you want to keep up with traffic because you don't know what the person behind you doing. It's in that tweener phase that's not very comfortable. Yeah, and so when we're in the midst of that, we're behind a car and we're like, this is going to be a long day because we had yeah. just got on the road and massive rainstorms. And there weren't many cars on the road. The, the car right in front of us, it was getting so crazy, they turned on their hazards and started really slowing down. Because what you normally do there is you find kind of a buddy system, right? Yep. Hey, they're kind of going my speed. I can see their headlights. And when this car pulled over, that's what, hmm, yep. maybe I need to rethink this. So they have their hazard lights on, and they're slowing down. Yep. And, and we've kind of ridden them. And then all of a sudden, they see an overpass going over the interstate, and they kind of exited or got on the shoulder of the road and parked. I mean, maybe they were being wise, right? right. Like maybe that was <laughs> that's the a different right, podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. So maybe they're being wise, but nonetheless, hazards on, pull over onto the side of the road. We completely pass them, and uh, it's we're not being careless by any no. imagination. I mean, we're slowed down, but and we were debating what to do. Yeah, we were debating what to do, and we pull past them, and I. Man, in my mind, 30 seconds later, it couldn't have been more than a minute or a minute and a half later, the skies completely open up. It, there's no rain anywhere. Right. And we're done. That's right. And I think you even physically said, I think we should just plow through. Yeah. Did I really? I think you did because uh, it was so, the timing between you said that and when the skies cleared was yeah. absolutely less than a minute. And so this was an amazing moment because I turned to Randy, and it just so happens in this moment, I'm literally wearing my hat that says, yeah. into the storm. <laughs> so I turn to Randy, and he looks at me and says, into the storm. There you go. <laughs> there you kinda, go. It was this moment where we there was a real-life reality That's right. of this concept, right? kind of this big, broad concept. It seems like a cool, fun nature story, which you know for me is huge. But there was a real moment there where it was like, you know what, sometimes we do need to just press into the storm. And it is a fun example, and it's a real example. It made it very uh, real to me. Um, But us also, it reminds us of why we're telling the story in general and because of the connection with what many of our people are going through. Yeah, this is not a travel podcast. We're not trying to tell you (laughs) our stories, but there's a real power here that I think is really helpful. And in our our true life calling to know and follow Jesus, and the first one is this, storms in life are real. That's right. That's right. I mean, Randy, the amount of storms we get to hear about in any given week in ministry Mm -hmm. are so vast. Storms of health, storms of very difficult, hard jobs, storms of people who are struggling with mental health, storms that are, I mean, sheets of rain coming down into people's lives. And what's true about those storms is, is when those storms happen, 
it is really tempting to give up. That's right. That's right. I mean, there are people in our church that are going through storms that if I were in their position, I would want to just pull up underneath the overpass and just quit. Right. Hazards on in life. Hello, everybody. This is so difficult. I'm just through. I mean, parenting. Mm. There's some young moms that have babies. There's some parents who have teenagers who are rebelling. Parenting. There's storms, and it's so easy for us to want to give up. I think of our marriages. That's, mm, um, that's a good reminder. There's moments in every marriage in different seasons where one person needs to keep pressing in, where it seems like, are we going to push through this season? Um, and it's not just like some of those relational issues. It's also fighting sin is a storm. Right. Absolutely. It There's storm, like, will I ever get out? Will I ever see the sunshine again? Um, when we're just not even fighting sin and it's not relationship, but just when we're trying to be wise and disciplined people in the kind of in the wise life of the Proverbs, when right. we're just trying to be a wise, responsible, look at the ant you sluggard type of a Christian, right? right? It's just so much easier to just bow to the storm and not keep pressing through. It's a great reminder in connection to that part of Hebrews again, where it says, hey, when I, when I spend time looking at my life for hindrances, that's a wisdom thing. When I spend time looking at my life for sin, um, those are hard things to do. You do that again and again. You need to have endurance to go through this. And as you were talking about that, I don't want to take the metaphor too far, but here's what it is. What we could have done on the interstate that day, we could have stopped in there and passed. We also could have turned around. And yeah. if we would have turned around and went the opposite direction, what we actually would have been doing is staying in the storm longer because we had been slowing down. We're probably 100%. matching the storm when we could have been out 30 seconds later. Yeah, and and that's really kind of at the pull back down of like, what are the what are some takeaways uh, for us talking about this? Again, yeah, this is great in terms of general and fun, but what do you want people to take away? Yeah, today? the thing is, is it's not about stories. It's not about buffaloes. It's actually about God's word here. Okay. And a couple of things, a couple of scriptures that really press this through is, the first point is, you're way closer than you realize to reaping a harvest. Galatians, oh, mm. Galatians 6, 9 says this, let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Oh, what a great encouragement. Like this is what, again, this is what happened to the car in front of us. Mm -hmm. They gave up. This is hard, a little nervous, a little scary. Um, I'm going to pull over and give up. And again, we're not shaming that car. That might have been the wise thing to do. But it was just a moment to where we realized that of in our walk with Christ, I'm guessing that some people listening to this right now are so close to giving up, so close to saying, it's not important that I keep pressing into my connection group. That's right. So close to saying, I'm going to quit budgeting my balance so that I, or balancing my budget so I can be generous. So close to saying, you know what? I fought this in for years. I'm just going to give up. So many areas. And Galatians is really clear. And man, Hebrews is full of it too, of this endurance concept, but do not get tired of doing good. This is a meta kind of push through the New Testament because the New Testament readers were in hard situations. First Peter says, think, don't get tired of doing good. And for that, for we will reap at the right time. And I think that as the storms in our life are coming, just to remember that God will give us fruit if we're abiding in him. 
Right. If we are pressing into him, he will produce fruit in that moment, even if the storm clouds are really dark. And to be clear, we're not saying by any means that you're only 30 seconds away of getting out of the storm. Yes. But what we are saying is you are closer to where God wants you by by enduring ahead in that. Yeah. It, listen, God is always going to reward us. For those of us who are believers, at a minimum, he's going to reward us when we spend t- we spend That's eternity right. with him. That's so right. uh, we know there's a reward coming. We mm. don't know when it's coming. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, What's another thought you have? Our yeah. people to remember. Next is this: God matures us in the process. So as we're going through scary storm cloud seasons of our life, God actually is maturing us in the process because when there are storms, when there are difficulties, it's in these moments in our life that it forces us mm, to be dependent right. on God. Mm. This is Romans chapter 5, 3 through 5. This is what it says. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, in our storm clouds, if you will, because mm. we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Oh, my gosh. So good. So the, the reality is when we're walking through storms, afflictions, and we don't give up, we don't grow weary in doing good, it's in these moments that God matures us in the process. Man, Randy, the way God wired me is to go. Right. It's just the way God wired right. me. And if he did not put me in situations that I would have to depend on him, guess who I would be depending upon? Yourself. Myself. There's no question about it. And so sometimes the storms in our life are actually the way that God chooses to mature us. It's not reckless abandon. No. It So it's not even like fight or flight or freeze. Right. It's almost faith. I'm choosing exactly another. Exactly right. Word. Exactly right. It's a new. So as the storm comes, I got to say, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to be frozen. But what I'm going to do is say, God, I'm going to trust you in this season. You're sovereign over everything. Um, and I'm going to trust you and press forward to what I know you've called me to do. And as you press forward in endurance, you are taking a step toward proven character. You are taking a step toward hope. Yeah. That's in the depths of the storm, right? When the sheets are coming down, I just want hope that there's an end point. And that is what Romans is promising us right here. It's so true. What a good word for us today as we enter this week, as you even talked about, Pastor Brent, in, in Hebrews 11, putting our faith into action. What a great word as we go into that. So let's run with endurance into the storm. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go in grace and peace.